0: They're dead, Dave. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead, Dave. What, Todd Hunter? What, Selby? Not Chen. He's dead, Dave. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead, Dave. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Everybody's Dead Dave, the Red Dwarf review podcast, featuring myself, Adam Martin, and as always, my co-host, Philip Hawkins. Hello. That do be him, and we are back with another special on our podcast. If you if you're relatively new, we've finished the first eight series of Red Dwarf, the BBC era. The BBC era. We've gone from the very start or the end, I should say, all the way up to Only the Good. And don't worry, we're going to get to the Dave era, Back to Earth, all that jazz. But we thought we'd. Kick back a little bit, do some specials, some fun stuff. And this time we're doing a QA, aren't we, Phil?
1: Yeah, we've asked people out on Twitter. We are, we put a put a tweet out and said, Hey, mm-hmm. has anybody got any questions for us? Our views on Red Dwarf, or you know, just anything really. If you want to know anything about us, about the pod, about Absolutely. our opinions on Red Dwarf, throw them at
0: us. Yes, and you certainly did. We've got quite we've got quite a number of questions to to answer today, which we'll we'll get to. So Tell you what, let's not waste any more time. Phil, would you like to do the honours and read us the the first question?
1: Absolutely. This comes from Joel Caffrens, and uh, they say, Red Dwarf went through a lot of major changes season to season on both sides of the camera. What's the one change you wish the show hadn't made, something you think was a bad decision? Also, which change was the best and most helped the show continue successfully?
0: That's very, well, would you like to answer that first? That's well, very interesting.
1: Question. I posed the question. Do you need thinking time for this? No, Is no, no, what, I can, the, I can answer can it now if you like. am stalling there but... for thinking. You go first, you go first. Okay. I read the question.
0: Um, The one change the show I wish hadn't made, it's, it's, it's tricky. It, it, well, in Series 7, which, as you know, for, especially from our ranking, the first half of Series 7, I really love. Like, I love. <laughs> yes, the, you know I have
1: a feeling we. I have a feeling we've got the well,
0: same answer to this. <laughs> I, oh right. Well, I you know I love like the filmic quality of it. The fact the first few episodes are quite grand in what like their scope is and how some of th- they contain a bit more like dramatic elements as well as well as the comedy which mm. I quite liked. Um, and then it it sort of <laughs> decides no we're going to stop doing that and um, and obviously Rimmer leaves for a lot of this series and I know that's more. When it's a change, you know, it's not like a. that was Chris Barry's choice, of course, wasn't it? He just decided he didn't want to be so tied down to this after doing the British Empire as well. Which, you know, as as an actor myself, I completely get it about being typecast as like one kind of character. Um, But I just think, and no disrespect to Chloe Annette who comes in, but I just think the way her introduction is handled. Like Aurora Boris is like decent, I think, in how it sets that up. But then the rest of that time, like, you know, things like Duck Soup and other stuff like that, it just sort of floundered for me. So that's my change that I wish they hadn't made. What, the shift away from, like, the the filmic, more ambitious, slightly more dramatic uh, episodes back to back to sort of the standard fare, which is, again, which is fine. I'm not saying standard Red Dwarf is bad, but do you get what I mean? It's like they, they pushed forward yeah. after this, like, three-year break. It's like we're really going to sort of reinvent this show to be a bit bigger than it was. And then they decided to pull back, and it just feels it's yeah. I wish they hadn't done that, but hey, that's that showbiz for you. And um, this change that is the best. Well, again, I'd I'd argue it's those first few episodes of series seven, like coming into that, because obviously you knew before I did. Those first two episodes in particular, um, Tika to, to ride and stoke me a Clipper. I thought, oh wow, this is how the rest. Of, this is how series seven and eight are going to be. It's going to be this like big. Ambitious morph, and it just and well as you know it isn't like series eight has I think trimmings of it like you know in the setting of the tank and things like that. But for me, nothing really reaches those heights of the first two episodes of series seven again. So yeah, it's, it's series seven focused. The change was good when it happened, and then they changed it again, which wasn't as good. But that's those are my two. Yeah, what about m- yours,
1: mine's very similar it's it's the exact same point basically but for slightly different I'm, mine is very much focused on the lack of Rimmer in the latter half of series seven the mm. loss of Rimmer there uh again it's not it wasn't their decision like the mm. creator's decision decision um no. chris barry decided to leave and yeah uh, but i did just notice a massive difference there and it just really i really felt his absence in the show and mm. I just think the show needs him. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I, again, no shade on Chloe Arnett because I do really like Pachansky and I thought she was a good addition. I would have liked her to have come in, maybe maybe have Rimmer go off for one episode. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked that. Just give her the space to come in and then maybe they do the flashback episode, which they did do. So he kind of was in it. Like, there was a little bit of crossover because they had the episode with the flashbacks to him and the the Rimmer song. Yeah, <laughs> um, And then maybe in the next episode, he could have returned. We could have had an Ace Rimmer returns and then he comes yeah. back on or something. Something like that. I don't know. It just, I don't think, I just think not having Rimmer there didn't quite work, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So I was I glad he like one when of the, the core four, isn't he? As yeah, say, exactly. So, it just doesn't yeah. feel
1: right without him. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the decisions, the changes that I thought really helped the show, I really actually liked it when they lost Red Dwarf. Uh, I think it opened up a completely different style of storytelling for the next couple of seasons. Yeah. And, you know, they were stranded low on supplies on this small, tiny ship, whereas before they'd been on this ship that was the size of a city. Yeah. And it was just so it gave a sort of boost of creativity to the show mm. to explore some different types of storylines, I think. And that was quite interesting.
0: Yeah, it certainly rocked the boat quite a lot, didn't it? I think when that happened, and I think we said as much in those episodes. Yeah. But thank you for your question, Joel. Our next one is from uh, Philemes, I believe it's pronounced Philemes, Um, and and they ask, are there any quotes you have ever used in real-life scenarios? I've heard people say, if not, why not? Uh, I'm almost annoyed... And I'm sure I've slipped a few of myself over the years. Go on, Phil. You I'm sure you've used a ah, red dwarf quote somewhere.
1: I mean, I, I quote Red Dwarf, but it's very much in a kind of like, I am quoting Red Dwarf right now. Yeah, right, rather than okay. using a Red Dwarf quote in a situation where it would fit. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I might have done it. I because I like I've I do the whole Everybody is Dead Dave quote of and course. things like that. Yeah. Um But I think I think I might have actually used um, w- while talking about like convincing people. or something. I think I might have used that line that's like, I propose we hit it hard and fast with a major and I mean major leafleting campaign. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've used that. And I'm pretty oh. sure I've also used just going like in a jokey way, the cats, this one is mine. This is mine. This is mine. As I, you know, in, yeah. in, a, in a situation claiming things.
0: Yeah. I've, I've certainly used a few myself to definitely, uh, you know, everybody's dead, Dave, <laughs> and explaining to people like what we do on the podcast and the show. Um, I, early days, I, I did sing the, you know, when Cat does, I'm going to get you little fishy. That oh, yeah. Was a little, that was an earworm for a while. Uh, definitely the potato people line from quarantine. <laughs> um, but I just used that randomly. Anyone was like, what are you talking about? And I just repeat that line. And uh, Tongue Tied, the song. I uh, just burst on... into
1: song with Tongue
0: Tied. Honestly, I'm one of those people where like, you know, do you ever think like as you'll be doing something completely not related to music and then in your mind, a song will just pop in your head and then oh, yeah, you feel I definitely. instantly I do have that all to. The time. Yeah, and you feel like I instantly must listen to that song right now. I've done that with Tongue Tied. It's, it's, I've got it on several playlists. It's a, it's a big bop. It's a big bop. So if you can count quoting lyrics as quoting Red Dwarf, then yeah. So fair to say, we've used a few. Then this show yeah. has, has a canon of of quotes.
1: Yeah. On the subject of, of quotes, I suppose this is very similar. From uh, Arlo McMillan at the real Arlo, who
0: um mm. is uh,
1: what's your favorite Red Dwarf gag?
0: Oh, so so many to choose from, and so many have probably been forgotten <laughs> by myself. Um, do you know what at the minute first one that came to my head? It's a recent one from Series Eight. Um, I think it was. It might have been one of the Pete 2 parts. I'm not sure. Or maybe it was only the good... No. Or was it Critey TV? The one in which... You know when Crichton leaves the alcohol in their bunk and they try and drink it and they mm, go, absolutely... Yeah. Uh, is that Crichton TV or is that in that's... Pete part two? Because Crichton sets I'm them pretty up. sure
1: that's only the good, isn't it?
0: Oh, it might be. Yeah, it could be only the good, that recent, but... Yeah, I just—I think I said it at the time, but both of their physical acting, because let's say playing drunk when you're not drunk is really difficult. Because I think so many people, you know, instantly go overboard, like they sway their body from side to, and instantly talk like yeah, proper. Side. And they don't—they, I think they progress in it really well, and that makes it even more funny because you gradually see how this stuff is like, affect. And then by the end, when um, oh, what's his name? The guy we like with the glasses comes in. What was his name?
1: With the glasses,
0: you know that carrot, the bald one. Oh, um, do you have glasses? Or oh, maybe not, but yeah, the the, yeah. the bald one who appeared at the start of the series that yes. we liked, and I, I'm annoyed I can't remember his name. Um, but by the time he yes. comes in and they're like leaning on his shoulder, it's it's just great. So off the top of my head, I'd say that's my favorite gag at the minute. But I'm sure if you showed me like a compilation, then another one might. Have yeah, because I'm it.
1: sure I'm sure. Like I, I just went with the first one that came into my head. Yeah. But I've probably forgotten one other ones. But I I instantly think of. Lister to Red Dwarf. We have in our presence <laughs> yeah. a complete smeghead. <laughs> yeah. That one, it's just the line oh. delivery on it is brilliant. I loved that.
0: Craig Charles, man. What a delivery. I've just remembered as well that character's name is Ackerman, isn't it? Ackerman, yes, that's, that's it. That's it, yeah. It just, again, think there he's you go. Got glasses, see? though. No, I could have just, Im- I, do you know, I'm, I'm probably thinking of, do you know Alex McQueen? The uh, Have you ever seen The Inbetweeners? Betweeners?
1: Uh, I've seen a few episodes of it.
0: You know, Ni- Neil's dad, the bald one, who's always like the butt of a joke.
1: Um, or no. better
0: example, uh, because you listen to Big Finish, Phil, we're Doctor yeah. Who fans. In the uh, Dark Eyes series, the master in that. Oh, yes. That's Alex McQuarrie. Yes. I know he doesn't have glasses on the box, but Who? I think I was picturing him with glasses.
1: Random <laughs> so. tangent, I, was, I went to the cinema to see the new Downton Abbey movie, and he, oh, that yeah. guy is in that
0: is he yeah oh that fits though because he always plays those like quintessentially british
1: yes he's playing a like sound that. recordist it oh. that's that's with the film crew that's recording at downton abbey and i was like that's, that's the master that's the master. <laughs> as well as See. the ma- spotting the, ma- i was pointing at the screen so much in that going look that's that because yeah. also random tangent we're on a red dwarf podcast and i'm talking do about it. downton Let's abbey do but the, uh, there's a cinema in that. They go to, because it's all about the
0: uh, Oh, is that the Electric to, Cinema? The
1: Electric Palace Cinema. That's
0: it, yeah. Uh,
1: which is in my hometown that I grew oh. up in and I went to as a kid. And I, so I was like, that's the cinema. I went to <laughs> that cinema.
0: I know that place. I've
1: performed on the stage in that cinema.
0: No way. Yeah. It looks really cool, that. So I've seen it like all restored. It looks really yeah. lush. Yeah, it's yeah. nice cinema.
1: Nice little cinema. Anyway, off yeah. the tangent.
0: <laughs> Where were right. we? I- where were we? Our next question comes from uh, Stephen, who says, do you believe that you two sometimes just overthink things in Red <laughs> yeah. Dwarf? Uh, yeah,
1: probably. But that's kind of the nature of reviewing stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would never think, mo- anything I review, I would never think as much about it as I talk about in reviews, Doctor Who, anything, hmm. uh, if I didn't have to, if I wasn't reviewing it. I would sure, I'd mostly sure. just sit down and enjoy stuff and don't think about it too much. It's only when I know I've got to do a review that I go, right, now I need to think of something to say. So yeah. let's let's examine this a bit more.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd second that, really. I mean, I'll also lean in, yes, I probably just overthink things in general. Like, I know I'm like that as a person. Like, if there's something to be overthought, I will likely overthink it. Um, But I just think it just makes an interesting discussion. Whether it's like, you know, it might not have been the intention in the show or whatever, but I just think it makes an interesting talking point, like a what? It could have been the intention, because I think we never say it is like directly. We never no. say, like, oh, this is what they meant, but we're like, oh, it could be. A well, yeah, we don't know this, what they could were be. thinking when they
1: wrote it. So. No,
0: not unless we asked them like straight up. It's like, hey, what you know, what's going on? But no, yeah, I mean, I, I know I overthink things, but I just think it's part of the fun. I enjoy sort of delving into stuff that isn't there just for the fun of it. And like you say, like if I wasn't doing it for a review show, I probably wouldn't do it generally. It's like when I watch Doctor Who now. I went through a horrific period when I was a, a teenager. Um, you know, like 13, 14. It was the Matt Smith era where mm. for some reason I got in my head that I am mu- It's probably because I started watching like reviews on YouTube and stuff. It's like, right, every time I watch an episode, I have to be very critical. I've got to look for things to complain about. I've got to overthink everything. And I think that really contributed to the fact that I didn't enjoy the Matt Smith era as much. So, But when I go back now, I try and just sort of... Sit back, even now with the modern stuff. So, yeah, if I was watching Red Dwarf without reviewing it, I'd probably not overthink stuff as much. But it's fun. We like talking about things in depth. Well, yeah,
1: absolutely. Andras Bravo at Andras Bravo nine hundred on Twitter asks mm. you specifically, it says to Adam, oh. what's the craziest moment <laughs> in Red Dwarf?"
0: Oh goodness. Uh, well, there's there's several potential craziest moments. I think the first one that all that will forever like stick in my head going in like chronological uh we've already mentioned it is when tongue tied happens it's in the series two finale uh, ironically the one i gave 9.5 and then ranked about number 20 <laughs> on our but i told you it's because i forgot tongue Tide was in it if yeah. i'd have remembered then it, it would have been straight to number one um but no because i just remember by that point you know two series in i know this show's like wacky and it does out there things but i know i never expected a full on mu- and it happens right at the start of the episode if i remember rightly so it mm. just comes out of nowhere. Um, so that was the first like big craziest moment for me uh, in terms of what i've seen on the whole so far uh it was the probably sort of reveal i, th- I think it's in better than life you know when they come out of the simulation where, where the timothy spall character is mm. and it's 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 revealed that's it no that's it sorry get tells me that back to reality that reveal though you know that they've been in these pods for ages that i remember at the time being like whoa like okay, that was like a big crazy moment, but I mean, there's so many more. But for for the sake of being iconic, the tongue tie bit will be the. It was the first moment in this series where I was like, "What is? I don't know what's happening, but I'm I'm here for it." Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I would pick a song as well, but mine would be the Rimmer song from the Rimmer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like you got the little tiny dancing Rimmers. It's yeah, just so surreal, yeah. and the song, and yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, <laughs> it- yeah, yeah is good. That, that's crazy. Or another crazy, like literally craziest moment um, yeah. when, um, <laughs> when Rimmer has slightly lost his mind and he's in the gingham dress and he's talking oh. to Mr. Fibbles and saying that they'll have to face the king of the potato people. That is literally yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but brilliantly
1: done. By yes, Barry absolutely. K- absolutely. absolutely. Um, Cask Theology asks, would you like any toast? <sighs> Oh, man. Uh,
0: Talky toaster. What? Um, yeah, go on. I like toast. What about you, Phil? Would you like any toast? No, no, I do no. not want toast. We want no muffins, no toasts, <laughs> no.
1: no tea cakes, no buns, baps, baguettes, or bagels, no croissants, oh, no crumpets, knows, no pancakes, no potato cakes, and no hot crust buns, and definitely no smegging
0: flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it down. Do you know what? I'd be surprised if that wasn't a t-shirt somewhere. Yeah. Like someone's written that all out. That's If it's
1: not, we need to make it. And we it need to make it. <laughs> we yes. have a merch store, by the way, people. If you we do. Like to check it we out. do. Um, I need to come up with some some new designs for that because currently it's just the generic l- show logo stuff hmm. and us in our cartoon forms. But I think things like this definitely would make a good, <laughs> good yes. t-shirt.
0: Well, again, if no one's done it, then we'll we'll be jumping on that. Um, we've got one from Doctor Nerd slash Red Dwarf Nerd at Damn Reed Videos. uh yeah, and friend of the show, gif-
1: former of guest, the
0: sh- friend of the show, indeed. They say if you could make a sequel to any episode, which would it be?
1: Oh, this is a difficult one. A um, sequel. There's a few options, I think. Mm. Not so much a sequel to a specific story, but just a, like I'd like to see a returning um, race. That I'd like to see the Simulants again.
0: And oh, okay. See what's yeah. going on with them. Yeah.
1: I think something some kind of sequel to Smoke Me a Clipper would be good where we yes, get very good. you know, the return of that ace yeah um, coming back. Um but I think the biggest one, my main one, is probably a sequel to Parallel Universe. Oh yeah. And I would have it that his sons return from Jim and Bexley return yes, from that yes. parallel universe as adults now in uh... I don't know. 30s or whatever, 20s or 30s to confront
0: their dad, as it and, were, and and
1: yeah, or just to you know come and visit their dad and and uh, you know madness ensues. I think that would make a really good, uh, interesting one, and it'd be a great callback to a really early episode as well.
0: Absolutely, good choices, Phil. Good choices. Uh, I, my one, I don't know why. I'd love to see Queeg come back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I quite liked Queeg. I know, obviously, there's revelations in it that like norman love at holly was sort of pulling the strip but i don't know i, I liked queeg it'd be cool to see queeg come back um what else do i agree with you on jim and bexley absolutely i'd also love to see a sequel i don't know how you would do it but i'd love to well a sequel not necessarily in terms of story but something in a similar vein of tika to ride sort of okay. like that hopping about history and again if it was something like that in that vein i think i'd be down for that that's something, yeah, okay. absolutely. You might, yeah. you might not
1: be too disappointed oh. if you want to love our
0: history hopping. Oh, I'm looking forward to it already. It's going <laughs> to go straight into the top 10. I can see it now. Sorry, parallel universe. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Uh, we got a, a question from Jimmy Wolfe, another friend and former guest of the show. Hi, Jimmy. Um, Question for you both, because I think the answer might be different for you both, as mm. one as a nostalgic fan and one as a new fan. The question is: While some things may will be dated by today's standards, do you think the overall humor and references still hold Ooh. up? Uh,
0: what do you think I'd, as a new fan? I'd, I'd argue, on the whole, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not perfect. I think we've both acknowledged along the way there are obviously some reference pop culture references that are of. the There was time a few I had to out. explain to you along the way, wasn't there? The, yeah, I remember Shaken Back. I had to explain. Oh, Shaken Back, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like 80s and 90s pop culture. So some of it I did get, but I think I even acknowledged that, you know, for those who maybe aren't, they'd be a bit like, what are we talking about? But you could argue that sort of stuff plays any show that yeah. you watch back now that, that, is, that references stuff of its time. But no, I think the humor on the whole stands up. The actors do a good job. That's the key part of it, I think. And the humor... Is quite universal in a lot of ways, I think, and quite and yeah. fairly timeless. There are some jokes we've acknowledged again that nowadays you'd be like, "Ah, okay, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it in that way, or you wouldn't do it at all." Yeah, but again, there's like that sort very
1: of... there's a few cringy moments that make made us wince in the early yeah. stages, but for the most
0: yeah. part, it
1: it the humor absolutely flies today. Um, I would actually say, ironically, even though there were one or two moments in the early series. The worst one by far is Series Eight.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> god. One, the yeah. The latter
1: series. I think that yeah. probably the humour in that, especially with Cried TV, holds yeah. up the worst.
0: Um, Our least favourite episode, by the way, joint least sp- oh, so far. <laughs> yes. I should say. But yeah, yeah. It's so, got to um, that juvenile right, so, stage.
1: Yeah, I think early on. I mean, I don't because I, I think we both agreed we don't mind the juvenile humour, and I think it works quite well when it's uh, yeah. paced out yeah. and scattered loosely you know there's not too much of it in one episode there's the occasional like juvenile gag and it's funny when yeah. in series eight they kind of went a bit too strong on that
0: yeah they certainly so the dial up a bit
1: and it doesn't and it was kind of like lots in every episode and yeah it, it yeah it didn't quite so that does, doesn't quite hold up as well but for the no. most part i would say yeah definitely it still holds up i still find it funny and like yeah there's some of the references to younger people might go over their heads at some of the cultural references and references to products and other yeah. things like oh, so i don't think you knew who ruby wax was when she came on as a as a little no, cameo no. And things like you know things like that are gonna go over the heads of newer viewers but i don't think any of them are enough to like take you out of the plot they're just like you don't no. know who ruby wax is she's just a random extra that's coming to do one two lines as far as you're concerned that person on the yes. tv it doesn't it doesn't ruin the story that you don't know who it is but anybody watching it that from that's like my age or older mm. just have that has that little extra like oh it's Ruby Wax yeah. so yeah I don't think I think it holds up really well actually
0: yeah I'd feel confident in starting someone who's like myself who's never seen it Do you know what I mean I wouldn't think oh on the whole they'll think it's so dated I think yeah you could say production values and stuff but I think the humor checks out and the stories check out most of them which again is important you know
1: absolutely um,
0: so thanks for that, Jimmy. So we've got one from Midnight Chimes at KAT Can't Cope, who says, I guess this is more for Philip. Upon rewatching the episodes, have any stood out to you as being better or worse than you remembered? Or have your opinions changed in any other ways during the marathon?
1: I, yes, there were two episodes, which and one I remembered being better than I thought it was. And one I remembered being worse. Oh, so you've so, got
0: specific ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have specific ones backwards i didn't enjoy it as much as i remembered enjoying it not to say it was bad it wasn't bad but i think because i think i said this in the in the uh, review because it's very visual gag heavy
0: Mm. because
1: i knew what was coming a lot of it slapstick at kind of like when you know slapstick is coming it's not necessarily as funny when you know the visual humor is coming as opposed to line delivered jokes i think I think I just knew it too well and I, d- I just didn't find myself laughing as much as I expected to because I, I remembered it being a funny episode, but I didn't find it as funny as I remembered it being. Not no, that it was okay. a bad episode. No, It's still no, no, an no. okay episode. And the in sort of the opposite of that, um, even though I, I still ra- ranked it my least favorite episode, Crytty <laughs> TV yeah. was better than I remembered it being. It's okay. still bad. <laughs> but it's not as bad as I yeah. remembered it being, which is okay, uh, which yeah. was an, a slightly pleasant surprise and didn't make it quite as excruciating. I think I I scored it a little bit higher um, than than you and our guest that day.
0: Yes, yeah. Um
1: but probably because I was like pleasantly surprised that it wasn't didn't quite reach the horrors of my memory of it. I think I thought much more of it was along the lines of like Crite in the showers.
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah. <laughs> i i was relieved when it wasn't all that When it
0: wasn't that yeah
1: so oh. yeah so those two i mean uh, that was aimed at me because i'd seen it before so i suppose it it would be hard for you to answer but was there any yeah. like that you'd had you heard of any episodes that you'd heard honestly really good I, things about and then were slightly disappointed of or vice um, versa
0: not really. I mean, that's, I, I mean I'd mean, i always sort of known from early on that series 7 and 8 of the BBC era were sort of heralded as, like, the, not the downfall, but, you know, people said this is where it starts going wrong or whatever. I sort of, I, from the various grapevines I heard, people seem to think series 1 and 2 are, like, all right, series 3 to 6 are, like, the peak, and then from series 7 it starts going downhill. So, but then, as I've said, the first two episodes of series 7 I loved. So I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like at all. And then some episodes of Series 7, yeah, maybe they are a bit more like what, and Series 8 as well. But I'd argue Series 7 and 8 weren't as bad as I was expecting them to be. But again, that's just because all I'd heard for the months and months of build-up was that, you know, yeah. this is where it starts going downhill. This and is where it starts To like, down. I've always
1: been quite a defender of Series 7. I quite like Series 7, and I still do. I do acknowledge that it's the first half of it the one, the half with Rimmer is better than the second half of it, but yeah, um, but it's still a it's still a fairly good good series. Yeah. I can see much more what people were talking about with series eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, again, well, I can't fault them for being ambitious. Like you know, we, there's multi-parters in it. There's all sorts going on, but I just think a yeah. lot of it didn't, and it's quite not hit without any um, without any credit
1: because I do did really like the first back in the red. Uh, and I did really like Cassandra so you know
0: yeah yeah I just think they got there shouldn't have been two multi-parters in one series of eight episodes because you obviously are back in the red and Pete as well I think you should have had one I think we said didn't we yeah. back in the red two episodes make Pete one like slightly longer episode and I think you would have been all right but but yeah no I th- that's the main one for me in terms of better or worse the fact that series seven and eight wasn't as bad as I was made out to believe that they were
1: yep um I am Mike Wilson at I am Mike Wilson. It says Hello, um uh obvious one um and if you've listened to our last episode you'll already know the answer to this. But what's mm. been your favorite Red Dwarf episodes so far?
0: Yes, uh well, um, Cuz of
1: course we did do a ranking episode um, which we should did. theoretically have come out before this one.
0: So Yes, yeah. And to be fair to Mike, you did ask this question quite a while ago, so you weren't to know um but uh, well we've both got the same one haven't we it's uh it's quarantine, quarantine for our best yeah. episode yeah and then just to add in our least it's quite <laughs> <writing> TV <laughs> yes, as we both yeah. but I mean beyond quarantine because we both had a different that's it yeah we both had a wildly different second place because my second favorite was Meltdown which you put like way down on your list I did yeah um so I mean we've gushed about quarantine a lot, but Melt I I really liked Meltdown. I loved like the concept of it with all the waxworks and the and it even though it, we're a dwarf then because that was series four, they didn't do like solid series finales, you know that. But that that felt like a series finale. Yeah, that big battle. It was just a lot of fun. So yeah, but besides quarantine, mine was Meltdown. And what what was yours, Phil? Was it? So my second uh,
1: one was um, Gunman of the Apocalypse.
0: That's it, yeah. Which yeah. Uh,
1: where did you put that? You, I think you put that mine quite
0: were, high. Mine were that was fourth, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And then I had I think Dimension Jump and um, Marooned is another good Maroon's one. Maroon's a really so were, solid
0: episode, uh, top, yeah, top ones. But
1: if you want to see our full list and full ranking, go check out the previous episode.
0: Absolutely that will be
1: ranked everyone so far.
0: Yes, but thank you for that question, Mike. And uh, we've got one now from Doctor Floyd One or Ethan Green, and he and they ask. What has been your favourite series of Red Dwarf so far? So that's interesting, like a full series on the whole. Yeah,
1: I think mine is probably series five. I just think it has the strongest spread of episodes. There's not really a bad episode in it. And it has yeah. three really good episodes. It has Quarantine, it has hollowship, it has Back to Reality. They're all three really good episodes. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that, looking at my how I rank things, there isn't a single series which, like, dominates the top five or anything. In fact, my top five are all from completely different series.
0: You're doing exactly what I'm doing as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the, yeah.
1: So I can't exactly go on that either.
0: Um... No. Mine's a bit tricky as well. Looking at the top ten, it, it's several have two places. Like, there's two – my top ten, there's two episodes from series six. There's two episodes from series four, two episodes from series three, two episodes from series seven. Uh, but you can all guess which two those are um yeah i don't know i'm yeah my top in my top 10 i have
1: three from series five and Uh three from series six so Uh i think i i was tween between five and six so that does make sense yeah Um, so i think they're my two top series and I would, I think just looking at it, I would probably put series five just over the top of it. And it is the series with quarantine, which is our favorite episode.
0: It so. is. Do you know what? I'd give it to series, looking uh, reminding myself what the other episodes are, I'd, yeah, I'd probably give it to series five as well. There's just such a strong, the weakest one for me in series five, in my opinion, was The Inquisitor, which I know you yeah. rank quite highly. Yeah,
1: but, um, I liked it. Yeah,
0: but aside from that, I mean, like you say, you've got quarantine, you've got holo ship there's uh, back to reality uh, demons and angels and a, and a few others so yeah why not let's go series five everyone says that's the peak anyway so it may as well conform to yeah yeah yep. but um but i maintain if series seven had stayed the course it was on with those first two i probably would have said series seven but mm-hmm. alas you know never
1: mind um yeah. david maddock at who is at w m pacman uh, asks two questions and throw two okay. at us. He says, uh, if one, if I, it's actually a Doctor Who question, uh, oh, if we'll I knew go with of Doctor, Doctor Who, Who but had only watched a few episodes, where would you start? Oh Jesus! Um,
0: uh, to keep it short, as, as it's Red Dwarf, I'd say either the to get interested, like the very first episode, is like an interest peak. Or I'm not saying marathon yeah, yeah. from the very start. Um, maybe for an era, i don't wait. I think the John Pertwee stuff's quite good. Um, obviously, a lot of it's earth based, but I think it's quite I feel it's quite accessible. Yeah. Or if you want to just do modern stuff, start with Rose. You know, Rose yeah, is a I would good say Rose. It's any. a good place
1: to start. If you're if you're if you're listening to this and you're a Red Dwarf fan, you kind of thought, oh, I, I you know, that other British sci fi institution <laughs> of Doctor Who I should check out at some point. Mm. Rose is a good one because it's modern Who. And yeah, okay, it's 15 years old now, but you like Red Dwarf, so that, that won't be a problem. <laughs> that's that's older. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's a good place to start. It's a great jumping on point. It introduces everything you need to know gradually mm. from there. So just start there and work your way through. And then go back to classic Who maybe after you've finished, caught up on modern Who, mm. probably.
0: absolutely. Um, yeah. David's
1: other question was, other than Red Dwarf and Who, what are some of your favourite shows you watch for fun?
0: Oh, for, for fun? What's that? Uh, <laughs> oh, do you know what? and nowadays I don't watch a lot of like regular TV. I guess I've just gotten out of the, or even like streaming stuff. To be honest, I've just I I just don't watch much series anymore. Um, I did. I'm trying to think. The last one I binged, uh, Merlin was a solid one for me. I did watch that at the time from like 2008 to 12 because that was sort of on when Doctor Who wasn't on, so it sort of filled that gap of being, you know, this Saturday night adventure. Yeah, it was that night Saturday night
1: Yeah, Saturday night. And it's
0: good. Yeah. The sad thing is, though, when you binge it now, a lot of it is serialised, so there's a lot of, like, repeating plot elements. But when you watched it one week at a time, you don't notice it as much, but when you binge it, it comes up a bit. But I'd say I like, I, Merlin's one of them. Who wants to be a millionaire when it's on? I do enjoy a good quiz. Uh, always loved that show, but... Aside from that, I'm trying to think, what's the last series I even watched that wasn't like, I like documentaries, you see, I watch a lot of documentaries, but in terms of actual series, I don't know, it was probably Loki, I think, the Marvel series, but again, I feel burned out on those, I loved WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought was alright, really liked Loki, but then the new ones like Hawkeye, Moon Knight, I just, they come up and everyone says- You need to watch
1: Moon Knight, it's great.
0: So I've heard, but I don't know what it is. I think I'm just a bit burnt out for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Like I went to see Doctor Strange the other day, and it was like it was fun, but even I was like, I think I'm a bit tired. It was the same thing with Star Wars. You know, yeah. When they they had Force Awakens, then Rogue One. It's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Now I love the Last Jedi. I don't care what anyone says. I sort of like what it did. Yeah, anyone so yeah. Yeah, but then you had Solo, which I'd argue was fun, but did it need to exist? And then Rise of Skywalker was Rise of Skywalker, and then they're doing all these, like, Mandalorian was... Go- but do you know what I mean? It's like there's so much happening at, at one time. There is, and there's so it's, much TV yeah. just
1: generally these days, it's really hard to keep up with stuff mm. that you might want to watch. There's so many TV shows which I have just never finished and haven't watched a season of, like, I've gotten two seasons in... And then I haven't seen an episode of yeah. them for like three years, the last three years. But I know I've got like three more seasons to go, and I just haven't found the time to finish them. In terms yeah. of current shows that are currently airing that I watch, I watch all of the Star Trek shows. So nice. just finished Star yeah. Trek Card. There's just a new one started, Strange New Worlds. That's um, that's really good. That first episode of that was really good. Um, I I do watch all of the MCU TV shows. So uh-huh. just finished Moon Knight. That was really good. Yeah. And uh and the Arrowverse as well, another superhero side of things on the DC side of things. You got the Flash, Batwoman, mm. Legends of Tomorrow. That that got quite big, and because they're all interconnected and have crossovers, I you I, I kind of try and follow them all, but it's yeah. hard to keep up with because there's so many shows.
0: Aren't, uh, aren't they winding it all down? Now? Well, they, they seem Legends to be because Tomorrow's ending. And... Legends
1: of Tomorrow and Batwoman have now been cancelled. Supergirl ended last year, so there's uh-huh. now the Flash is left um Superman and Lois is still oh, yeah. going um oh, yeah. there's a new one which is kind of not maybe connected or may not be called Naomi I'm watching it because it is dealing with it's definitely not set on the same earth as the rest of them
0: right
1: but it's a show that deals with the multiverse and it is a okay. DC show so at oh, some there's point that
0: word again. <laughs> they may
1: cross over at yeah. some point so I'm watching it just in case because I got I I got tripped up by this before because I didn't watch uh, Black Lightning. Right. Because I thought, oh, this isn't connected to any of the other shows. Yeah. Then they connected it and they had it as (laughs) they were just parallel universes. And that's how they get you, Phil. And I was like, now now Black Lightning is appearing in a crossover with The Flash and everybody else. I've got to go and watch Catch Up with Black Lightning. So I had to do all that. So I was like, I'm not getting quite out of that again. I'm watching Naomi (sighs) from the start just in case they cross over. And I'm watching Stargirl as well, because it's also made by the same people. But again, set on a different Earth. So I'm like, just in case they cross over, I'm going to watch them. So yeah. I'm beyond that, and then the Star Wars shows. So Star Wars TV shows I tend to keep up with as well. Um, so yeah, all those kind of genre stuff, um, geeky pop culture type things yeah, that come yeah. from my channel. And <laughs> in terms of random stuff that you might not think, I got really into married at first sight reality tv Um, my wife was watching it and i was like i was just editing something at the dining room table and she was on the couch in the living room section watching it and i just found myself watching it and i was like yeah okay now you can't watch any episodes of this without me i need to find out what's going on
0: (laughs) Uh, i've heard reality tv does it can sucker you in (laughs) yeah funnily enough i vaguely know someone who was on that i'm not going to say their name for obvious reasons but um apparently from what i've heard since being on it they are still happily engaged married to i don't know what happens like but you know that the, that's nice. the two people are together which is nice oh yeah good for you man good okay. for you i just i wish i watched tv more but I, I i think just between do you ever find it's like busyness as well because oh like, yeah when i'm i've got uh i can't believe i have to count so i've got two actual like job jobs like un, you know contracted to work and stuff and then I do YouTube as well, obviously. So between all three of them, yeah. and then going here, there, and everywhere for acting work, it's sort of like I don't have time to exactly. Sit and watch
1: I've got my job, TV. I've got YouTube, the hobby, I've got um, acting You've got hobby children. as well. I've got children, <laughs> yeah. you know. I, you know, generally I don't get much time to watch TV. And there's so many TV shows that get recommended to me that I know I would really enjoy watching. I just mm. don't have the time for them. I'd like, I really want to watch these shows, but there's just so many. In, I just don't have Honestly. the time. So there we go. Crowded. Yeah. yeah, I'll get to some of them eventually, but I'll never get to the, all of them. <laughs>
0: Hopefully we will. Yeah. Um, we've got one now from Dean Parker at Dino 275 on Twitter, who says, who came up with the name and to do a Red Dwarf podcast? Uh, they've loved the podcast. Thank you. And they've been a Red Dwarf fan from being very little. Um, well, I believe it was, well, it was your idea on both fronts, wasn't yeah, it, Yeah, because
1: I, um, well, it, the origin of the podcast is that I think I had already been on your podcast, AMTV Radio. You had, um, you had. And then, so we knew each other and yeah. I was- My wa- inaugural guest. Yes, I was the first guest <laughs> on that. And then I was watching one of your, uh, you used to do a like Q&A, weekly Q&A thing. on I the did, I the did. Sunday catch-up, was it The Sunday catch-up, yeah, that's it, yeah. the Sunday catch-up. So I was watching one of those- and somebody asked you a question about Red Dwarf and you said, oh, I've never seen it. And so I was mm. straight away, I was like messaging you going, oh, you've never seen Red Dwarf. You know, how would you fancy doing, watching it and doing a podcast, reviewing it? And you were like, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't have any time at the moment, but maybe in a few months time. And then we did, we, you know, New Year's happened, lockdown yes. happened and we were like, yeah, let's do it now. And yeah. that is how it was born. And I think I, I pitched a load of like, we just kind of, I came up with a load of names and suggested them load to you. Yeah, I, I, this is the one I that stuck. I kind of
0: had to. I kind of had to leave it to you in a way because I I knew nothing. <laughs> I had no idea. Like if you'd have left it to me, it would have just been called like the Red Dwarf podcast or yeah. something like that. But, the yeah. name
1: actually, the name wasn't cemented until like our third or fourth episode because it kept oh, on hot, true, slightly yeah. changing. We kept well. Like one week it was everybody's dead was Dave. And yeah. Next week it was like they're all dead Dave yeah and we didn't quite solidify it until we had the logo designed by which point we'd already recorded like four episodes
0: we had (laughs) (laughs) so
1: um so and at that point we were like right now this is the title
0: Yeah. Hey, mistakes make it more interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. Can't, can't Can you remember when there?
1: we used to call the scutters all sorts of things because we couldn't remember what they were called? Uh, they were like scuttle bugs,
0: scuttle <laughs> bugs. of
1: things. So if you listen to our first few episodes, uh, yeah.
0: Sorry about that. And that's
1: coming from me as a longtime fan as well. I couldn't remember what just, the scutters were called.
0: That will feel so long ago now. That was like March 2021, wasn't it? I mean, we're recording this. It's now May 2022.
1: So yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, and then our final question for today mm. is from, I don't know how to, try to pronounce this, Mel- Meltham Rob? Meltham Rob? Yeah. You know or Meltham Rob? With... One of the two. Yeah. At um, Meltham Rob 1 or Meltham Rob 1. It's, it's asking our opinion on an in universe thing. Uh, so they say, I've always wondered where was Red Dwarf originally heading to before the accident happened? And how could they let Rimmer, who continually failed engineering exams, be allowed to fix the drive plate? Wouldn't that be done by a qualified engineer? They smegged up there. So I don't think they ever actually mention where they were heading in the TV
0: show. No, but in the I book, think in the, yes, I was about to say, isn't Red Dwarf a? Oh, it's a mining. Oh, it's a mining ship. Out. It's
1: within. It's within our solar system. Are they so heading right, to Jupiter? I think they're heading to Jupiter. Yeah. So they're going. They're they're on the moons of various planets oh, in our solar system.
0: Yeah, and Rimmer comes from. Um what's that jupiter moon? is it io maybe yeah or he has he has something to do with Io. i'm oh that's gonna bug me now he's either from io which is a moon of jupiter or he's or he's got some link to it because i swear that's in the book that's why i got jupiter in my head because yeah yeah so in the book
1: that it, it and i think in the american pilots as well which we haven't yet oh. watched they they oh, actually one day. say that they are going to one of the i can't remember if it's one of the moons or outer moons, moons or planets the end, to mine it and then they will be heading back to earth with the ore from that mining trip right. so it's all meant to be within our solar system originally like the red dwarf isn't a ship that was meant to have left the solar system but because yeah. the crew all died while they were on their way heading like out of the solar system to mm. towards the edge of the solar system it just carried on going <laughs> quite why yeah. holly oh no i know i suppose holly took it out carried on going out the solar system to get the radiation away from
0: habitable. Yeah, planets. that's true. Yeah, I suppose. I just, but yeah, I, I, as you say in the book, I'm certain it's it's Jupiter. Or yeah,
1: probably something is like
0: that. Yeah. And then how could they let Rimmer, who failed the engineering exam to fix the drive plate? Well, again, in the book, I'm trying to remember how he how he how it explains him sort of getting in. I remember it, it talking about how he's not well, even though he's is it second level technician. Yeah how he's not well respected by the third level technicians cuz he but he wants to create this sort of he's the boss impression sort of thing. But I don't know maybe because how did he get the place though? It's it's all in the book people. It's, it's all there. It's the probably it's I don't know it was
1: probably just an oversight or I can't yeah. I can't remember. I guess for the but I guess yes. for the
0: context of the show though they weren't bothered about that I guess in a way because they sort of set up that Rimmer wants to be like bigger than he is in terms of like his rank but he's in no way competent to to actually do it, I guess. Yeah. But no, you'd have to ask the creators on that one. You so, will. But yeah, they certainly smegged up if, if you're going on engineering standards. There we
1: go. That's all the questions we've got.
0: Thank you for those. Yes, thank you very much for leaving them. Um, We should do another one of these sometime should, in the future. We'll definitely do one good. like
1: after we've finished all of the episodes. So after we get past mm. Promised Land, we'll do another Q&A. Yes. And you can ask us our opinions on the latter half of that. Ah,
0: the of Dave of era. The day, yeah, is, the Dave era. As people keep naming it. But no, thank you to everyone who asked those questions to us on Twitter. It's very much appreciated. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. We've got an account there. It's at AllDeadDavePod where you can get involved. Like if we do Q&As like this, uh, polls for potential special episodes like this one, updates on the show, all that good stuff. So you can give us a follow on there. And as Phil mentioned earlier, we do have a merch store as well. So you can head there and check out. We've got designs on T-shirts, on mugs, all sorts of stuff. So go ahead there and check that out as well. And um, Phil, where can these good people find you on the on the World Wide Web?
1: Best place is my YouTube channel. If you're not already there, it's just my name, Philip Hawkins. And yeah, talk about all sorts of geeky pop culture like Doctor Who and Star Trek, uh, occasionally a bit of Star Wars and MCU stuff. And this podcast goes up there, so check out that. Subscribe, like it, like this video, all that jazz. You know,
0: very good. Well, if you want to find myself on online, I'm on Twitter at Adam Martin AMTV. You can follow me there, and um, I'm also on YouTube as well. Which, as you say, is just my name, which is Adam Martin for all my videos there. Oh yes, but-
1: I'm on Twitter too, which is at Culture Filter, which is Filter. It's spelled P H I L T E R. My name is exactly.
0: Phil. It's very clever. It's very good. It's very good. But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Everybody's Dead Dave. It's been great doing this little Q&A. And the next time you'll see us, and correct if I'm getting it wrong, Phil, but the next time you'll see us, we will be tackling not the... Well, the bridge, isn't it, between the BBC here uh, well, and Dave here. is it the bridge or we? is it... Hold on. No, actually, oh, no. we
1: won't. Because <laughs> you know what the next episode that's going to come out is? Is probably... I say this now, um yeah. but then plans change, you know how things are. Yeah, yeah. But I'm planning the next episode to be the review of Infinity Work Welcome's Careful Drivers ah, before we then the head into Back to Earth.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, don't worry back to Earth fans. We will get to it. We're not gonna skip over it, we'll we'll get to Back to Earth eventually. But once more, thank you for joining us. Check out our old episodes if you want to reminisce sort of like we've done over these past few specials. And I've been Adam Martin. He's been Philip Hawkins. And until the next episode, we'll see you later. Goodbye.